Four men on the rush. Keenum throws. He's picked. Patrick Robinson back the other way. Looking for a block. Gets it. Robinson for the touchdown. Make it to White. Looking around. Has time. Listen, 148, I don't think I've ever in my basketball life given up 148 points, not even probably even playing video games. Uh, so they got everything that they wanted, inside, outside. They had us moving. Big Adams is a monster. Russ controlled the whole tempo. You're listening to The Scouting Report. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our second episode of The Scouting Report podcast. We have Will Howard on the line, all the way from Texas, and we got Michael Burnett here in the booth. We got a pretty good show for y'all tonight. Uh, we got some great games this weekend, both championship games in the uh, NFL. Will, what were your thoughts on these two games? Uh, we had the best game of the night. Absolutely best game was Jacksonville at, at New England. Uh, Tom Brady, again, was the king of the fourth quarter. Uh, Jacksonville, like you predicted, Cade, uh, came out strong in the first half. Um, I did say that, didn't I? You, you did. I'm just giving you credit there before you uh, – Get all butthurt. Oh, can't say that in the podcast. Well, uh, I did. I do deserve the credit. I mean, I'm not. I'm not usually wrong. Uh, one thing I was wrong about was the uh, Vikings game. Ooh. I did. I did predict the Vikings to come out with the win, but boy, was anybody Michael? Were you expecting that type of game? Uh, of course not. I definitely predicted a close game. I predicted a three-point game. Unfortunately. You know, Minnesota just didn't show up. After the big-time win against the Saints, uh, you know, the Eagles just came out and smacked them in the mouth. Actually, Minnesota scored first, but after that, it was all Philadelphia. Nick Foles. How about Nick Foles? What did I say about Nick Foles? Did I not tell you to think about him and told that told y'all that he has one hell of a re- resume? This I mean, man, This man has proven time and time again that he is very able to come and play at a starting spot and go against other good rosters and put up good results. And I believe this weekend was a great example of that. He came in and p- played against a pretty f- hot Vikings team. defense in the NFL. Yeah. And, you know, not the two-man or anything, but I said Nick Foles is one hell of a quarterback, and he really showed himself this weekend. I think uh, you're right. I, I think sometimes I just don't understand the NFL and football altogether. Uh Whenever, Not just the NFL, that's just all sports. Well, Anything all sports, happens. Exactly. Minnesota really came out flat. I was not expecting that. Case Keenum just played just like Case Keenum did last year. They couldn't get the running game going. Uh, the receivers were non existent. And their defense just looks soft, especially 
we're going to go to that play, LeGarrette Blunt uh, trucking Sandejo there on that touchdown. And Sandejo is a SV alum, so I'd be careful what you say about him. we got a lot of Smiths about listeners. We do. So. Uh, I didn't mean to do that, but I was just bringing up a play in the game, you know. It's just that game. That play just shows the whole game. It's just a really just a smack in the face by Philadelphia. I mean, you can't really expect a free safety to win it okay, against Luke Garrett Yeah, it's what no. Garrett Blunt does. So but, I mean, it's not really that big of a deal to look back at. Uh, I'd say um, Vikings came out one heck of a first drive, and after that, they just really fell off the map. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think you can expect a guy that in five years has been on five different rosters to really come up clutch. I think we had. We saw an, you know, an unexperienced, even though he's a five-year vet, I think we saw Case Keenum of 2012, 13, and 14, and not Case Keenum of 2017. I mean, I can't, you can go back to how good that Eagles defense is as well. because Absolutely. That was a, they've been great Did you all see season. some of the passes? Yes, Kate, I saw the passes. I watched the game. Did you, though? Because I'm really not understanding you correctly. What is the point you're trying to get across here, Will? If you if you look at the the way he played in the NFC Championship game, I, I don't I I see Case Keenan when he was undrafted and signed to the Texans and then went to the Rams and then back to the Texans and then back to the Rams. I mean, I just see, that's don't... not what I see. What I see is a uh, good quarterback with a struggling offensive line going against one of the greatest D lines in the NFL right now. Um. If you watch the I game, see a mediocre quarterback Case Keenum medi- uh, barely had any mediocre- time to get the ball off. Uh, he was hurried every play, uh, if not getting hit after every play. Um, I don't blame this loss on Case Keenum. Uh, I believe it's on the offensive line. Um, not that they're bad or anything. Got to give credit to the Eagles defensive line. They're they're a great unit. I just don't understand because are you trying to say Case Keenum doesn't deserve a contract extension after this season for what he did? The guy not came the in in the middle of the year and just – Flat out performs, and I just feel like he deserves at least a second year with the Vikings. Yes, not what, with the Vikings. What Case Keenum has done with the Vikings this season is definitely a proving factor that he is not a mediocre quarterback. But I do not think he deserves to start over Sam Bradford next season. That's what training camps for. I mean, so you you don't think Sam Brad you think Sam Bradford should be the starting quarterback next season over over Case Keenum? Absolutely. I'm gonna have to disagree with that. Well, uh, well, first things first. Sam Bradford has to be healthy. That's the big, always okay. the big question mark. Over a healthy, over a healthy Sam Bradford case. But let's be realistic. Have we ever seen a healthy Sam Bradford? Have we ever seen a good um, Case Keenum before this halfway through this season? Have we ever seen Case Keenum really given a chance with a good receiver core like he's been given with the Vikings? He played for L.A. last year. L.A. was terrible last season. They had no receivers. Todd Gurley was – they basically put nine in the box against Todd Gurley. So, I mean, Jeff Fisher was an awful coach as well. Case Keenum wasn't really given an opportunity like he was this season. So you're saying that this is the best offensive line that Case Keenum has had, even though, as you both said, they were mediocre. It's not the best offensive line that he's had. It's the best receiving core that he's had to work with. Okay. And not only – I'm not saying that – once again, I'm not saying that the offensive line is bad – they're going against one of the best D-lines in the NFL right now from the Eagles. Oh, no, absolutely. The Eagles had the best defense. Like, I think looking for, looking forward to, to the Super Bowl, I think Tom Brady is going to have a heck of a time, if, especially like he did with Saxonville. Uh, I think he'll have a, the offensive line of New England will have a tough time with the defensive line of Philadelphia. 
So you think Jacksonville – I think Philadelphia's defensive line might be better than Jacksonville's. That's exactly what I was trying to say. That's the point I was trying to make. Oh, so are you picking New England? Of course. I mean, given it some thought, how can you not pick Tom Brady? I can agree with you on that. But like I've said before, I am a New England Patriots I, I am a New England Patriots fan. But I'm really just not seeing the Super Bowl win realistic for them. I believe that the boys from Philly are really gonna pull this one out. And that hurts for me to say, but I just have to be realistic on this one. I don't think New England can come out slow in this game. Not like they did last week against the Jaguars. If, I think I, will, I agree with you there. If they played like they did last week, Philadelphia wins. If Tom Brady is on his A game, which he hasn't been the last couple of Super Bowls until late in the game, Tom Brady needs to perform like he did in the whole second half of the last year's Super Bowl, but the whole game. If he does that, yes, they're going to win. But realistically, Tom Brady doesn't really give you full games. He has to handle adversity first and then start to perform. But with a team like the Philadelphia Eagles, I don't think he's going to have a chance. With We don't even know what Gronk is right now. Uh, he missed practice yesterday. Um, they're missing Edelman. So, yes, they're unhealthy Patriots offense, but they've proven to be able to accomplish things. But until we know what's guaranteed with Gronk, uh, I'm, I'm counting them out. I think the big X factor in this game on the Patriots, if Gronk doesn't play, is Deion Lewis. I think he has to have a big game. I think they're going to have to run the ball a little bit. I don't think you can throw 50 times against the Eagles defense and succeed. Uh, you can't become one too one-dimensional. They're going to make you pay. Yes, I totally agree. But before we start going off about the Super Bowl, let's talk about the AFC Championship game. Man, was I worried that first Jacksonville drive because they really scored with ease. And uh, like I predicted in the fir- in our first podcast, I said that Patriots were going to come out flat and uh, Jacksonville was going to get ahead early, um, which did happen. And I wasn't surprised, but with Gronk being gone, I really thought we weren't going to come back in that fourth quarter. What were y'all's thoughts? Blake Bortles, man. I think he played really well in the first three quarters. Uh, he came out, was making some good passes. I was really impressed with the back shoulder fade to uh i think garrett cole not garrett cole keenan cole uh you know i was was really impressed uh i think they set up the play action really well with leonard fournette and you know i think the offense was really well i think in the fourth quarter um the defense started to wear down a little bit and blake bortles became blake bortles again that he became very uh one-dimensional i think he didn't really scramble as much as he should have i think uh the first two playoff games he used his legs a little bit more this game no, I was, I was very unimpressed with that. So uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that, Will? I mean, he went 23 for 36, you know, not terrible. Uh, with 293 yards, I think one touchdown is a little underwhelming. I think with almost 300 passing yards, you, you deserve what or you, you, you expect from a quarterback that throws 300, almost 300 yards to get more than one touchdown. Um, Brady threw 290 and had two touchdowns. So that's that's a little bit more. A little bit more impressive, I Both think. in the fourth quarter. Exactly. Um, I do think the first half of first half of the game, Jacksonville won, um, but to only score 14 points in the second half and then two two field goals the rest of the game, um, it was definitely definitely Patriots second half, definitely uh, definitely Patriots fourth quarter. Tom Brady, super impressive. Obviously, Tom Brady owns the fourth quarter, but looking ahead. Um, what can we expect in future seasons from the Jacksonville Jaguars? Uh, what did y'all see uh, from them this season? Like, 
they're an upcoming franchise, you know. I they're they're gonna make some moves this offseason and they're really gonna be a team to reckon with here in the future. Yeah, they do have some veterans that are get are gonna be a year older. Clay's Campbell, can he repeat what he did this season? Doubt it. Um, you know, Leonard Fournette's gonna be in a second season. Uh, there's gonna be a whole year of film on him. Leonard Fournette's a dog. And I'm still have question mark at the quarterback position. I'm not sure where they're gonna go with that. Eli Manning question mark? Well, um, the Giants have already explained they want Eli Manning next season, so um, I think maybe they'll give Blake Bortles another year, but I think sooner or later this team's too good to have Blake Bortles as their quarterback. You know, I think they if they got a real quarterback like Kirk Cousins possibly, I think they would be a real dangerous team. What are your thoughts? You know, I think Leonard Fournette, outstanding rookie season, um, you know, 268 rushing attempts with a thousand yards. I mean, a thousand yards in your first season is pretty impressive. No, I agree with you 100. percent uh, Like I said in the first podcast, I believe that Winter Fournette is going to be one of those great power backs in the NFL. Uh, he really isn't the typical uh, running back you see nowadays. You usually see speed around the edge, but you know when you see a back like Winter Fournette, he kind of possesses both. Uh, someone that can run it up in the hole and meet a linebacker and usually win. But, you know, he also possesses that speed to catch a corner every once in a while. And that's why he's one of those weapons that, you know, a franchise like the Jacksonville Jaguars can be able to really build around and have a good future. But once again, the question mark at the quarterback position, Will, what are your thoughts? I think Blake Bortles is is not what the team needs in the future to contend in for championship runs. I think, like, like Michael said, a Kirk Cousins, uh, a rookie – or not a rookie, but a a, a cup, a second year, third year quarterback is not what you need to to run for a championship. Um, yeah, just basically that. Um, I also want to bring up that Jacksonville didn't have Allen Robinson this season. Their number one receiver, he got hurt in uh, week one. Uh, so I think they're going to be a lot more dangerous next season. That they're, they're going to have Allen Hearn still, and they're still going to have T.J. Yeldon, that third down running back. You know, I. I would be re- wouldn't be shocked if they're one of the best offenses in the NFL. If they can get a Kirk Cousins, I think they would be a really dangerous football team. So, and considering they were already in the AFC Championship game in the first place, you know this team only has the sky's the limit for this football team. I see them becoming a team of the future, possibly. Oh no! Especially, doubt. oh uh, yeah, I believe that we are going to consistently see them in a championship game, considering that it's been the Patriots from the AFC year after year after year. Uh, once we're done with the Brady-Belichick era, do you think they can really take the driver's seat and be the face of the AFC? You know, that's Or a is it going to be the Steelers? That's what's tough about it. You know, I think even the Steelers are on the downfall, really. Ben Roethlisberger's old. Um, I understand they're still going to have Antonio Brown and possibly Mike Tomlin, but, you know, the Steelers and the Patriots have really been the, the f- main franchises in the AFC. You know, but... Maybe Jacksonville, maybe Tennessee, maybe these teams that got a little got a playoff win under their belt this season can start making runs of them their own, and you know maybe dethrone the New England Patriots. I don't think that the Jacksonville Jaguars, who haven't been in the playoffs since 2007, who didn't even beat the Tennessee Titans in their last game before the playoffs, I don't think you can expect them to dethrone the New England Patriots with Blake Bortles or at all even if that's if Tom Brady and Bill Belichick stay in New England but if they leave can they beat the New England Patriots 
with Brady and without Belichick, maybe. Without Brady, with Belichick, maybe. But without both, then no. There are so many question marks in the AFC. There's a bunch of teams that I'm just not sure about. Um, I want to start off in Houston, Deshaun Watson, J.J. Watt. Can those guys stay healthy? And if they can, I think Houston can be a good football team next season. I can see so. how, I can see where you're coming from about J.J. Watt because J.J. Watt's one of those players that gets paid one of those one of the biggest salaries in the NFL and is consistently missing games due to an injury. And considering that this is only Deshaun Watson's rookie season, I don't really think of him as a problem with injuries yet because he's only had his one, you know, and it's a knee injury. And it's all been shown that nowadays uh, torn ACL, can't, it can be a factor, but most likely players come back and they don't really lose much of their skill. So unless it keeps on happening and really uh, depletes his game, I'm really not going to consider Watson as a question mark, I'm just going to look at him as the future of the Houston Texans. No, because I agree. The start of his season was amazing. Yeah, compared I was just to saying like, many rookie quarterbacks. But when he comes back, I believe he's going to come back healthy, and I don't think he's going to be the question mark of the Houston Texans. But I do agree with you about JJ Watt. Yeah, I was just saying, like I was just bringing up teams that you know that could make some noise next season, uh, and it's right in their own division. Uh, I think we're all forgetting that Andrew Luck was out all season as well for the Colts. That really um, made their season basically awful. They were three and thirteen. They fired their new he- their head coach, and you know I don't I don't think they're going to be a, ba- a bad team next season with Luck at the quarterback position. Um, people forget about Kansas City. I think Kansas City will definitely be back next season. I know I am a Chiefs fan, but Andy Reid will still be there. We're still going to have. Uh, our main playmakers on defense. We're getting Eric Berry back. I think the Chiefs will be very good next season. Still also the Titans. Uh, Raiders. Maybe the I think maybe the Raiders with John Gruden maybe can make some noise. But, you know, there's a bunch of question marks. I'm just not sure about next season. People, someone dethroning the Patriots for sure. I think the Patriots will definitely be the favorite next season as well. With you all got that next- said, Super Bowl predictions. Will, who do you have holding up that Lombardi trophy? I see the New England Patriots getting their sixth Super Bowl ring. I see Bill Belichick finally smiling after a game. And I <laughs> You see- did see him smile, though, against the Jaguars on that last drive. That, that was the first time I've really ever seen Bill Belichick smile that big. But you do have the point. Patriots winning the Super Bowl. That's correct. I have the Patriots winning. Um, I'll go with 28-14. Wow. Yeah, that's – all right, let's go 28-21. I'll, I'll give them a touchdown. 28-21, wow, no and field I'm, goals. And I'm, I'm guessing – okay, okay. You know, I, I think I, – I don't like field goals. I'm not a field goal kind of guy, so I, I say no field goals. I say Tom Brady comes back to win it with a touchdown in the fourth quarter. Uh, see, I mean, any other day I'd be with you 100%, but I just have this feeling that these Eagles are really just going to come and – surprise the sports world without their star quarterback Carson Wentz like I said before these guys are hungry and they're not a team to be dealt with I'm going to have the Eagles winning the game 24 to 17 the Eagles are the Super Bowl champions you know you guys bring up great points um you know I've been going back and forth I'm not really sure who to pick it's tough it's a good it's going to be a great Super Bowl but I just cannot go against 
the greatest coach ever and the greatest quarterback ever. I can't do it. Um, I think Nick Foles will come back down to earth. Easy now. Think know, about him. Think about him. You got to think about him. You got to think about him. I just think that New England is going to be better coached for sure. I think Minnesota just left receivers wide open as well. So I don't think New England's going to do that. And I just don't think the Eagles rely on their running game enough. They're, they do a run of uh, run pass option, which, I mean, it's interesting considering that Chip Kelly's not there anymore, but they're still doing it. So I'm going to go 27-21 New England. And, and I see a walk-off touchdown. A walk-off. And overtime. And overtime. Back-to-back Super We're doing Bowls it again. Overtime? James White on the toss takes it in. Wow. And I know that sounds really random. That's cliche. Back-to-back Super Bowl overtime wins for the New England Patriots? Yes, because Atlanta was also not favored to win this football game last year. People slept on Atlanta. Then they came out and smacked them in the mouth. I see the same thing happening. I think, I honestly think the Patriots are a team that starts off slow now. It's so weird. But if Gronk's not playing, I've told, it's definitely going to come out Patriots slow. are always going to come out slow. And when the Patriots do come out and play a whole game, they're, yeah. not, they're definitely not going to lose. How many interceptions but, does Nick Foles have this game? Hmm. He's yeah. definitely going to throw at least one. Yeah, I see a pick. And Brady's definitely going to throw one. You think Brady throws a pick too? Yeah. Okay. Brady has some about an interception in a Super Bowl. That's an interesting. I don't know. I think Brady. I think Brady does throw one. I think Nick Foles throws two. Too. I think, yeah. I, I just don't think Nick Foles is going to be ready for this game. This is the Super Bowl. This is the Mecca. This is the biggest game in the United States every year. I remember, I remember a particular time last week when y'all were doubting my boy Nick Foles. And what did he do this weekend? He proved the whole world wrong. He's coming in this weekend, and he's coming into Minnesota, and he's going to show the Patriots that he is not a quarterback to be dealt with lightly. And he's going to come and smack some boys in the mouth and open some eyes. And that hurts for me to say because, once again, I'm a Patriots fan. But I'm being realistic, and I can't be biased on this freaking podcast. Yeah, and how many – I think the Philadelphia is going to have to sack Tom Brady at least five times to win this game. Exactly. You, you agree with me? Like, I yes. think they have to get pressure on Brady. Obviously. That's one of the only ways you can you beat the can Patriots. Beat, yeah. So, I think Philadelphia has to get five sacks. Which they can. They easily can, but – I just don't think that'll be enough. I think they'll get three and a half. They won't Once get again, I, I hope you're right. As a Patriots fan, I hope you're right. But I just have this feeling. Yeah. So enough Super Bowl talk. Let's talk some NBA All-Stars. Wow. You know, I'm, I actually am very happy with the All-Stars. I think this is one of the years where I feel like the NBA really did a good job. It's just taking me to get used to this whole... East and West can be on the same team. Yeah, that's going to take it's a interesting. Time. It's interesting. Uh, out of all the players that have been picked to be on the All-Star team, do you believe that any player in the NBA was robbed of an uh, All-Star spot? If Paul I had George. to pick one? Paul George, you say. Paul George, interesting. Definitely. You want to add on to that? Who, I who, think... do you, who do you think that shouldn't have made the team and Paul George should be replacing him? Well... That's that's tough because you can't say it's east versus west anymore because you have this this you know you have the starters are from the east the starters from the west the bench players can be from any side so you can't be like well okay you know, well then bench- I'll put it I'll, I'll phrase it this way out of all the players that made both all star teams 
who is the most undeserving to have a spot? I think, I'm, I, I mean, I hate to say it. I think Victor Oladipo over Paul George. I'm sorry. I just don't think, I just don't see it. That's absolute. I think, considering Victor Oladipo has been the best player on a team that's in the postseason right now, the Pacers are one of the most surprising teams in the league. Victor Oladipo, I think he's averaging 23 points per game right now. 24? He's, he's been leading the team in pretty much every category. He's had a great season. This has been one of the most breakout. He's probably going to win the most improved player. I mean, I was really impressed with Victor Oladipo. This in, terms, in terms of press, I hear about Victor Oladipo a lot more than I hear about Paul George. And obviously, this thing's the whole point of an all-star game is the most popular players. So in terms of that, I'm hearing a lot more about Victor Oladipo. So I can see why they took Oladipo over Paul George. I think Paul George is very good. I Great player. He's a great player. All-star worthy, though, this season? I don't think so. I think the Thunder also, them being very disappointing, I think that adds on to the fact the reason why he's not in the game. Uh, you can only take one player off that team, and Westbrook obviously got that. So Paul well, George is a very good player. West- but. Westbrook should be in the All Star game, absolutely. 100%. But now let me let me let me tell you this. Let me let me say this. Demarcus Cousins is out with a torn or ruptured left Achilles tendon, yes. so he's out. So yes, he's so out. They'll probably replace him with Paul George, I assume. Well, or they'll go to another center. You see, I maybe they do. Clint Capella should be on that. I agree. Mm-hmm. Clint Capella is a great big man, and he's up and coming. We saw what he did against the Spurs last season. He is going to have a bright future in the NBA, and I agree with Michael that he needs to be replacing. Think about this, Boogie. Stat. The Houston Rockets are 1-4 this season without Clint Capella. I didn't say James Harden or Chris Paul. I said Clint Capella. That just shows his value right there, protecting the rim and basically being a pick-and-roll guy with those two point gods. I mean, they basically are just – he's one of the most important players on the team. Absolutely. I think – that Clint Capella is 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 the most deserving, the next most deserving big man to get the spot if that's how they choose to do it. Uh, if they choose to put um, Chris Stapps, Porzingis in the starting lineup, and I can pick also another, see that. And cause... and they pick and they pick another another you know backcourt guy. I mean, who knows? It'll be interesting to see who will replace Demarcus Cousins in. In uh, in this year's All Star Game. Well, how about the Cleveland Cavaliers drama right now? Want to bring that up? <sighs> Who's to blame for that? You know, um, I'm not gonna blame it on LeBron James. Uh, you know, greatest basketball player ever. Uh, you just got thirty thousand points. Um, recently, uh, I got I heard that the Cavaliers had a team meeting, and uh, most of the fingers were pointed towards Kevin Love. And you know, I believe it's not Kevin Love's problem. It's I believe it's the whole. Cleveland Cavaliers organization. Um, I believe that changes need to be made. I'm not sure what changes those need to be, but people get paid for reasons. And I see if that organization doesn't make any changes soon, uh, they're just going to keep getting worse. Yeah. Um, you know, they made a change to the starting lineup tonight, put Tristan Thompson in there uh, at center. And, and they did get the they did, they did win. win against Victor Oladipo's Indiana Pacers. Uh, but. You know, I think they really need a they need a better backcourt. You know, Isaiah Thomas plays no defense. He's one of the worst defensive players in the NBA. Uh, that's not because of it's just pretty much because of his size. People just do you shoot think right that was him. one of the reasons that the Celtics were reluctant to get rid of 
Isaiah Thomas and get a player like Kyrie Irving? Well, no, I think they got rid of Isaiah Thomas because he's on the last. He was on the last year of his contract, coming off a major injury. I think they were willing to trade him, especially for a guy like Kyrie Irving, who is just better. I mean, to be completely honest, Kyrie Irving is better. But you know, Isaiah Thomas, you've been here for what a month, and you've caused major issues. You've you've blamed Kevin Love, but Kevin Love's averaging twenty points, ten rebounds as an All Star. Um, He's been doing his part, and Isaiah Thomas, you've been sitting on the sidelines watching. They went 16-2 and without you at one point, and to be completely honest, you've basically ruined the entire chemistry in the starting lineup, and you you made Dwayne Wade angry because Dwayne Wade liked his minutes off the bench, and you basically ruined that as well. But I'm feeling a lot of emotion coming from you right now. Are you a, Cav- mo- are you a Cavaliers fan? I'm not, I am a LeBron James fan, but let me just state this. <laughs> I feel like you're taking this topic to heart. I am taking it to heart because I just, I'm frustrated. <laughs> People, they need, they need Isaiah Thomas to be Golden State. But at the same time, he has a lot of flaws in his game, and I think it's, it's really showed up this terrible month of January for Cleveland and basically I just don't they're falling back in the standings as well so it's a major issue right let's now. just be honest is LeBron just trying to get to this season currently looking at what team am I going to play for next season I hope not because I feel like he will not be in a Cleveland Cavalier uniform next year I don't feel like it. I know that he's not going to be in a Cleveland jersey. Yeah, next year. I I feel the same way. I he, hope he's he, in a Spurs uniform may, next year. We all want boy, it to happen. Boy, he he will definitely he will definitely be in a different uniform. And like we all three hope, we hope it's a silver and black. If it is here. a silver and black, I don't know what I'm going to do. Just to see a San Antonio Spur LeBron jersey, I'm going to freak out. You know, me and Will are both from San Antonio, and honestly, that would just be the craziest thing ever because. We're not used to. I mean, we're used to Tim Duncan type superstar and Kawhi Leonard, but there's a difference. You know, Tim Duncan and Kawhi Leonard are on HEB commercials. Y'all probably don't know what that is because most of y'all from Kansas, HEB is a local Texas grocery store. LeBron James is on Nike commercials nationwide. LeBron James is probably the second most known basketball player ever. LeBron James is pretty much the face of sports, and he could be coming to my hometown. <laughs> Let's just take that in for a minute. That's crazy. I couldn't imagine if he. I mean, Kansas City doesn't have an NBA team, unfortunately. But if they did, if LeBron James came <laughs> to Kansas City, yes, we will all. And the Spurs, out. you think when you think of the Spurs, they're really a small market team. Very small. But market. the thing that we have in our corner is Greg Popovich. What player doesn't want to be coached by Greg Popovich? He's the best coach in the NBA. Kawhi Leonard doesn't want to be coached by Greg Popovich. Have you not seen the recent headlines? Kawhi Leonard is very frustrated with the Spurs. He feels like he could be in a bigger market. He feels like he's being held back, especially with his injury. I just want you to comment on that. I've seen that in the news recently. How's he getting held back on his injury? He's well, hurt. A lot he of, can't play. Well, a lot of people are saying that his injury was mixed, misdiagnosed, and he blames it on the Spurs uh, training staff, and he's frustrated with them. So, That's the training staff's fault. That's not... Greg Popovich's fault. Well, it's a system. If when you play for a, a system like the Spurs, you feel like you're not getting your reaching your full potential is what Kawhi Leonard might be feeling, and that's been a major headlines this week. So, so he so he thinks that the that the L.A. Lakers team doctors would have diagnosed his injury correctly. A bigger market team. Um, I, if you're if you're saying that players feel that they aren't going to be able to reach their full potential with the San Antonio Spurs. 
uh, I have five championships that are going to beg to differ. Well, this, with, this, this, it's not about not, the championships, it's about the team. Exactly. And you're saying that exactly. players aren't going to be able to reach their full potential even though they're winning championships or consistently making it to the Western Conference Finals. The players, I'm not saying that. The team may reach their full potential, but a player may feel like he could average 10 more points a game if he was on a different team. Maybe not winning as many games, but I'm getting paid a bigger, more money just so I can average 10 points more Basketball per game. Basketball's a team sport. Exactly. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just bringing up a fact. People come to San Antonio to get wins. Yeah, and for some reason, people, that's not good enough for players. You know, some, players want to get paid. Players want to get be put on Sports Center highlights, all stars. Very seldom this is is this a problem with the San Antonio Spurs. I can see that the media can even be blowing this up about Kawhi Leonard. Who knows? Most of the stuff could be fake. We all found out uh, it was recently brought to surface that Lamarcus Aldridge wanted to trade out of San Antonio uh, last off season, but no one really talked about the conversation that he had with Greg Popovich and changed his role with the San Antonio Spurs and has currently never been happier with an organization. And we just got to assume that Greg Popovich is going to pull Kawhi aside and be like, look, dude, do you want to win or not? Exactly. And I think that's... I don't see Kawhi Leonard in any other, fitting in in any other system. No. Uh, he could. He could fit in another system, but... Not like the San Antonio Spurs. Not the Spurs. Spurs. The Spurs use him to... The Spurs basically created Kawhi Leonard. Exactly. Let's be honest here. Kawhi Leonard could not shoot at all until like his third season in the league working with the Spurs. So we all know that missed free throws Spurs fans do in the NBA Finals. It gave the Heat a chance to tie the game. Ray Allen, we all know the shot. So, um, you know, I, I just don't – I don't know how much to put into this Kawhi Leonard story, but I hope it's not true. You know, I don't want to – I don't see Kawhi in a different uniform next year at all. Look, it, it's not coming from Kawhi. I mean, he's, he's very – he's not outspoken, but I, none of this is coming directly from him. You know, if DeMarcus Cousins was upset with the team, you would hear it from him, and he would tell everyone. It's, it's coming from sources that say that Kawhi Leonard's unhappy. Well, I could put – any reporter can put sources and, and just run with the story. He could have said, yeah, I'm a little upset that this injury, and that's it. And they could have been like, oh, he's upset with the Spurs organization. I don't think he's upset with the organization. I think he's upset that this injury is, is you know, sidelining him for so much of this season. Um, I, I think y'all are right. I don't see him going anywhere. I think the Spurs, you know, if they – if the – Talks with LeBron become more, and LeBron's thinking about San Antonio. I don't see Kawhi going anywhere at that at that at that point. I I, I see Kawhi staying there, um, and I see Le- in in my I'm, in my head I see LeBron coming to obviously San as a Spurs fan we gotta see it happening. But uh, so. I agree with you one hundred percent. Unfortunately, we do live in a world where uh, news analysts are going to get the most money for putting out stories that people are going to want to li- listen to. Or read um, countless occasions you can uh, you know see things that the headline uh, is obviously just trying to catch people's eye like I just saw on Twitter the other day an ESPN article to where uh, a college quarterback was involved in a 911 call of domestic abuse and obviously the first thing you're gonna read that you're gonna be like oh a quarterback beat up his girlfriend well it was that didn't happen the quarterback called 911 on his girlfriend who was abusing him but you know, that's just a great example of ESPN trying to turn a story, you know, just to get publicity. And unfortunately, that's just the world we live in. And I just want to bring up a point. I actually heard it on First Take, uh, the most popular show on ESPN. 
Uh, the Stephen only, a. Really, Smith. really the only good show other than the Sports Center on ESPN. Well, yeah, let's be honest, ESPN's done. Stephen A. Smith likes to run his mouth a lot, 100%. and there's been a lot of NBA players that say he false reports all the time. Jalen Rose also is the one that actually said Kawhi Leonard is unhappy, like Jalen Rose would know. So exactly. I just want to let people know. I did hear it from Jalen Rose. I was exactly, just, and I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying you're wrong. No, yeah, I'm exactly. just saying it's a very high possibility that most they of this could just be BS. And you know, who knows? You know, if Kawhi Leonard may be unhappy, but at the same time, he, Kawhi Leonard's a smart man. Kawhi Leonard knows where he is. You know, is the best he, place he knows he's his be. best place is going to yeah. be San Antonio. Um, could he possibly upset that the fact that LeBron James is coming to San Antonio? Uh, yeah. I don't really think so because I believe that San Antonio is just going to put LeBron James at a four and maybe move Lamar- uh, move Marcus Aldridge to the five. For sure. And, you know, honestly, that could be one of the most dangerous lineups in the NBA, if not the most dangerous. Well, I love I love DeJounte Murray. I think that guy's going to be a really good oh, player. Yes. They yes. already benched Tony Parker their last game against Cleveland. Uh, Tony Parker was coming off the bench, which is crazy. You know, this shows the, the age of the NBA we are in now. You know, but DeJounte we're losing Murray, our childhood heroes. No we doubt. are, and you know, Dejounte Murray, I think, is going to be a stud. I like his, I like his length, I like his speed. Very athletic point guard. I think he's going to be the next great spur. You know, just fits in perfect with that system. I agree one hundred percent. Will, what are your thoughts? You know, Tony Parker. He's thirty-five years old. I mean, but he's aged differently than say a LeBron, who's just a couple years, you know, younger than him. Um, I think, I think you're right. I think Tony Parker's on his way out. Um, and, and if it's, if it's true, if, if LeBron decides to come to San Antonio, which would be wonderful to see, um, I see Tony Parker maybe retiring in a couple years because DeJounte Murray, he's, he's proved he's ready to step in the, into the big shoes of Tony Parker. Um, I see if Tony Parker was on a different team, other than the Spurs, he would have been a four-year, five-year player. I'm sorry. I love the guy, but I just don't see him playing on any other team. Um, like you said, the Spurs made Kawhi Leonard. I think the Spurs made Tony Parker. Um, but I think I think you give DeJounte Murray the ball, bringing up the court. Um, I think Danny Green, as, as the two, is solid this year. I mean, in past years, he's shown that he's been a little so-so. But I think this year is going to be a solid year for Danny Green. Very, if, he's also if, a very underrated uh, defender. I, I mean, he's overshadowed by the defense of Kawhi and LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, but, well, yeah. Are you saying that LaMarcus Aldridge plays defense? Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. LaMarcus doesn't play defense. You know, LaMarcus is best for that fadeaway Mid-range. for no reason exactly. at, the, at the elbow. You know, that's LaMarcus Aldridge. But he's Spurs, had a great season. Spurs fans have a, a very love-hate relationship with LaMarcus Aldridge. You know? Well, speaking of LaMarcus Aldridge, his teammate, Damian Lillard, has also shown frustration with another organization. Portland is a frustrating Damian Lillard. I want to hear your thoughts. Everybody's thoughts about that as well. You know, he wants to be, I think he belongs in Madison Square Garden. In a New York Knicks uniform. And uh, I just think that would be a perfect place for Damian Lillard. I just want to hear everybody's thoughts because uh, I think Portland is one of those franchises nobody really notices a lot. But I just want to hear what you have to say about that. You know, uh, 
couple years ago, I was a big fan of Portland, you know, Rip City, uh, when the, what they were doing, you know, getting wins and beating Houston Rockets in the playoffs. I really thought they were going to be an upcoming organization in the West uh, with a young Damian Lillard and a well, Marcus Aldridge who really showed out in the playoffs that year. And, you know, even C.J. McCollum, you know, he's a very underrated shooting guard. Uh, you know, they have a really underrated backcourt in general. And to be honest, I'm surprised that we're starting to see all this turmoil within this organization. That, you know, I, I'm disappointed, but I don't really see Damian Lillard with the Trailblazers that much longer because I think they're just imploding within within the inside of the organization. And usually when your star player starts to dislike his current situation, the rest of the team's going to really reflect what their leader's doing. So I don't really see Damian Lillard in a Trailblazer uniform that much longer. Well, I want to bring up uh, last season I was watching the playoffs, of course, just like I always do against Golden State, the first round. You know, for three quarters – Portland was right there in that game. Oh yeah, I, because of that backcourt. That backcourt is dangerous when they get going, but just the fact they have nothing up front. They're they get destroyed. You know, um, they've they've brought in Joseph Nurkic, but he was hurt, so he's never healthy. You know, I just think Lillard is growing increasingly frustrated because he feels like that backcourt is too good just to be, you know, basically just not even used correctly you know they need they need more players up front to really be contend and that's what's happening this year as well you know they're just really they're just inconsistent you know and i can see why lillard is frustrated what are your thoughts on that will i mean of course i'd like to see you know damian lillard be more successful i think um as a fan of sports you want to see you know all-star caliber players become successful I don't think he belongs in a seventh place team in the Western Conference and the Portland Trailblazers. Um, I think I definitely would think it'd be awesome to see him on a big market team like the Knicks. Uh, I think him and Portzingis would make a great, you know, guard to center, you know, combination. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what he decides to do this offseason. Um, if he goes, if they trade him, if he demands a trade, we'll see. I agree. Uh, if they were to trade with Damian Lillard, who would you see in going to the Trailblazers? Oh, that's that's tough. Um, what, do, you, do you think they would trade for a big man or try to replace the hole that they're causing with getting rid of Damian Lillard? You got to get draft picks. They yeah, you think and this, full, just point, straight up full rebuild? rebuild. I think if they lose Lillard in a trade, you would have to get a lottery pick for sure. Uh, but I don't think they're going to trade him. I think that what's going to end up happening is he's going to run, stay there till his contract runs out and he's going to go to a different team unless they trade him oh, when he's on a one-year deal. Yeah, I, I see that. Um, you know, he he's, he's currently on a five-year contract. Yeah. Um, but I don't – I mean, I'm, I just don't see him playing there for very much longer. I think – he knows how good he is, which it's it's you know sad to say that, but I think but he is knows he really that, he's... that good because can't, when you name the top five point guards in the NBA, does he come up? I think he does. So he's in the top five point guards. Can you name your top five point guards? I think you have you you definitely have number one in in the league right now. I I would say 
is um, I think top five point guards right now in the NBA, number one, I have to go with Russell Westbrook. Um, I think he was snubbed being called a, um, a reserve player. I think number two, I would go Kyrie Irving. Uh, three, Steph Curry. Four, Paul, Chris Paul. And number five, Damian Lillard. Wow. You know, Chris Paul, number four. You're forgetting John Wall. Here's, I have to go Curry, Westbrook. Westbrook over Paul? Oh, yeah. Playing, Chris point, Paul, playing Chris, point guard, though. I, yes. True well, Russell point guard Westbrook position. is better than Chris Paul. The, the reason I say that is because he's not It's not about just being a true point guard. It's about being a better overall player. You know. We're saying but best point guard. Yeah, Westbrook. I'd, romp, I'd rather, I mean, in my opinion, Chris Paul's number one. I'd rather have Chris Paul running one than any other point guard in the NBA. And he still hasn't a, won a playoff series. He's never won a playoff series. Look at the teams he's been on, though. The Clippers? The Clippers were very talented. You know, they were they underachieved. Uh, I just wait. Did you say they've never won a playoff series? They've never they've never been to the conference finals. Is what I meant. They yeah, just about to say. I remember very clearly them they beating beat the Spurs. Spurs. They did beat the Spurs, but they. I just feel like they've underachieved. Most well, let's of see seasons. what let's see what Chris Paul does with the Rockets this oh, season. Oh yeah, I, we'll this is this, his best, team. and then we'll have this conversation. They just lost to the New Orleans Pelicans. What what month is it, by the way, Will? January. Yeah, it is January. When do playoffs usually happen in the NBA? In the summer. In the summer. So it is a very young season. Uh, it's not even all-star break yet, so we can't really make any predictions of what's going to happen. But like I said before, I'm going to stick with Chris Paul as my number one point guard in the NBA. But enough NBA talk. Uh, we're coming pretty close to the close of this episode, but uh, we do have the Pro Bowl this weekend, and I'm not really excited about it. I mean, it's the NFL Pro Bowl. Is there anything on the line? Of course not. No, these does anybody are not even play. does anybody even watch the Pro Bowl? No, Will, no do you watch it. I I mean I would I would definitely be open to watching it if if like like other All Star games it meant something. I think. Well, really, the only All Star game that means something in sports is baseball. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think if they make the if the if they make the Pro Bowl the Pro Bowl um, weighted like say um, the winner that division their team in the Super Bowl gets home field advantage. I think it'd be more interesting for the players. Um, but then again, who knows? Well, that's even going to be softer than an actual NFL game, which is crazy. This game's not – they're not going to hit each other. You know, Tom Brady's not even playing, of course. So it's like, I don't know. It's really just a complete waste of time overall. You know, I'm not going to watch it. Will, you're probably not going to watch it. Michael's definitely not going to watch it. Yeah. You know, unless really one of your favorite players is in it, then he's only going to get a couple series. No one's really going to watch it. But unfortunately, we've run out of time. Um, we've really appreciated list- y'all listening to us. This is Kate Dix, Michael Barnett, Will Howard. Will's going to shout out a couple of our social media pages, and hopefully y'all hit us up with a follow and tell your friends. Yeah, go ahead and follow us on Instagram at the Scouting Report Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at the Scout Report at THA Scout Report, and go ahead and like our Facebook page, the Scouting Report Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Scouting Report Podcast. See you next week.